verse number 15 of uh, 2 Samuel and uh, chapter number 12. And you're familiar with these uh, passages of Scripture here, how that David uh, sinned an atrocious sin against the Lord with Bathsheba and conceived, she conceived and brought a child into this world. And, uh, of course, he orchestrated the death of her husband, Uriah, went ahead and married her, and the thing the Bible said in verse 27 displeased the Lord. He thought that uh, maybe he had gotten by with it and lived in that uh, state of sinfulness for almost a year, at least nine months. The baby was born. And in chapter 12, the Lord sends a preacher by. And the preacher uh, gives an illustration to him and uh, about uh, a rich man that had a bunch of sheep. The poor man just had one. The rich man had somebody to come and eat with him. He went and took the poor man's sheep. And uh, David is so uh, blinded that he can't see that the preacher's talking about him. And so Nathan has to get personal. He said, now, David, what I want you to know is thou art the man. And so David does confess in verse 13. We pick up in verse 15. The Bible said, and Nathan departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. The elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. David arose from the earth. Now here's the verse that we're interested in and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came in to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house and when he required they set bread before him and he did eat. Father may you take these words now and speak them to our hearts in thy name we pray and amen. I know tonight what it's like to be clean. But I confess to you that I also know what it's like to be dirty. And there's nothing like a good old-fashioned bath to take care of the situation. I believe that David is concerned with that in verse number 20. He is concerned with his physical uncleanliness. This is why the Bible said he arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and it changed his apparel. But I believe he is also concerned with his 
spiritual uncleanliness and he takes care of that not with water but with worship after he has confessed his sin now in verse 20 for the first time he comes before the presence of the Lord he cleans up physically but he also cleans up spiritually he takes care of the personal hygienes but he also takes care of his personal holiness I want to preach tonight for a few moments on what I call the bathing experience of worship or letting God wash you or cleanse you now modern times thank God has improved upon our washing or our bathing has it not nowadays uh, we are privileged to speak of living in a house that has five rooms and one or two baths it's not been many years on my account and in my case that I would have had to said that we had three rooms and not a bath but a path and as far as the bath was concerned I can remember and I may not look that old but I can remember taking a bath in the old galvanized wash tub and several of you are affirming that you have taken a bath in them too and you know how that works you had to go out to the well and draw the water you had to put it on the wood stove and heat it and then you poured it in that's the way that it had to happen the problem with me and my family was I, I there were nine children in my family I was the ninth you didn't ever change that bath water because it's just too much problem and so could you imagine taking baths nine children and you're the ninth I mean it was a little mucky and miry by the time that I got in it say the least but isn't it a blessing that nowadays we we have the indoor facilities the running water and the showers and the tubs and all of those things that would take care of the crud and the filth and the dirt and the stains and the spots that are upon us far different than what it used to be of course one fellow said that uh, you know it was kind of strange the way things are now when he was a kid he could remember that you always ate in the house and you went outside to the bathroom and he said now folks cook on the outside and go on the inside to use the bathroom it is a little different but can I emphasize to you in the physical things have changed and thank God that they have but as far as the spiritual is concerned there is still only one way to be cleansed and of course that is through and by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm glad that that blood still cleanses aren't you from sin and from all of our sin the Bible said if we walk in the light as he is in light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin and the Revelation 1 5 and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness first begotten of the dead the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood it still takes the blood to wash us 
Now, there are three or four things that I want to point out to you concerning this bathing experience of worship, where David goes into the presence of the Lord in worship, and there he is cleansed from his iniquity. Can I point out to you, first of all, that in David's bathing experience of worship, we see how that he renders his present condition unto God. Now, it's been somewhere around nine months to a year since he committed that terrible sin. He has harbored it. He has hidden it. He has secluded it. He has covered it up. He no doubt in his mind has excused himself, even to the point that when Nathan is so pointed to him, he cannot see that he is at fault. But here in our text, after he has confessed his sin, and he comes into the presence of the Lord, he cannot take care of his spiritual condition as he has his physical. Certainly before he came into the presence of the Lord, he washed himself physically, he bathed himself, the Bible said he anointed himself, he put on fresh clothing, and then he came into the presence of the Lord. He could take care of the physical, but he knew when it came to the inner man, to the heart, and to the soul and to the spirit, there wasn't anything he could do about that. He could not change his condition. He could not cleanse his condition. He was like the prodigal son, who, when he came to himself and realized the muck and the mire and the filth that he was in, the ungodliness that uh, he was in, he came to the Father because he knew the Father could cleanse him. And so David brings his condition, so it is with you and I. You can't educate away the stains of sin and uncleanness. You cannot rehabilitate it. You cannot change the spiritual clothing of your soul. There is no fig leaf that will cover it up. You've got to bring your present condition just as it is to God because God is the only one that can take care of that sin. Now, there are two reasons for that. One is because God is the only one that can see the spots and the stains of sin as they are and where they are. He is able to look even into our very hearts. And He is able to perceive the inner thoughts. He is able to recognize the attitude. He is easily able to discover the the darkness that is within us. He sees that and He alone is able to see that. Our hearts are so wicked and, and so deceitful. Who can know them as the Bible said? And we can't even know our own hearts. Therefore, we must bring our hearts to God and say, Lord, you see, you know even what I don't know. Lord, what you see, would you cleanse? And the Lord is able to see that. It's kind of like the children, you know, when they get up about four or five years old, they get independent. They want to take their own bath. And so you let Johnny in there and say, all right, go ahead and take your own bath. He frolics around, washes what he thinks about. And then when he's done, he's tired. He's just done. And so he jumps out of the tub. Well, you say to him, Johnny, you done? Yeah, I'm finished, Mom. 
Of course, he's, he hasn't rinsed his hair. He's still got suds in his hair. His ears are nasty and his face has got grime all over it. Because he, he's not aware that all these things are there. All, all that he can see is, is pretty decent. But what does mom have to do? She, I'll tell you, nobody can take care of dirt like mom can. She takes him back to the tub and she takes the wash rag and puts it in one ear and pulls it out the other ear and she scrubs down behind and washes off all the stuff. Now when she's done, he's clean. He knows he's clean because she could see all that he could not see. So it is with our Heavenly Father. He's got to scrub us down. We can't do it ourselves. We, we're so self-righteous and we defend ourselves. But God can scrub us down. I uh, have been having to drink uh, different types of uh, juices uh, for the uh, psoriasis that I have. And uh, one of them is beet juice. I don't know if you've ever had to drink beet juice. Whew. I don't even like to eat them. I mean, let alone drink them. And I remember the first uh, glass that Esther fixed for me, juiced, uh, I just downed it because it tasted so bad. I mean, I just downed it. It was about 12 ounces of it. And we were home just for a day or two, and I had to run into, into Boone into town and go by the bank and, and settle some business, go by Lowe's and pick up some things. And so I did. I came back to the house. I was driving up the road there. My wife and her sister were standing out on the side of the road. I just stopped to be cordial and speak to her sister, pushed the button, the window came down, and automatically my wife looked at me and she slapped her leg and bent over laughing. Tears started falling. She said, what do you have all over your face? <laughs> well, I didn't know and I'd been all over town. Even had a close, uh, you know, a friend, pretty close friend there at Lowe's that I talked to when I, and I noticed he avoided me. <laughs> I adjusted the mirror and looked, and that stuff is red as blood, and I drank it so fast, never thought anything about it. It had run down under my chin. It looked like you had painted it on there. It had splashed all the way up to just below my eye. I was a pitiful looking sight, and I don't know what everybody thought. They all, you know, they dodged me and laughed, I'm sure. But you see, it was just something I couldn't see. But she was able to see it before it could be taken care of. So it is with your heart and your life. You may think you're all right. You may think you passed the test. You may think you smell as good as roses. But honey, God Almighty knows what none of us know. And so David does what he needs to do. He brings his old rotten condition. Oh, yes, he's washed the body, but he brings the soul to God in worship. And only in the atmosphere of worship can God cleanse us from our iniquities and our sins. And oh, don't we need that? He is the only one that sees it. But I'm going to tell you something. Another reason why we've got to bring it to God is because different stains and spots and soils need different types of detergent agents to take care of them. You can't just use one to cleanse all of them. Some need stronger power than others do. Uh, for instance, if you've been working outside just in common everyday soil, dirt, you can go in the house and get a bar of soap, 
whatever you prefer, dove or whatever, you wash it off. But if you've been under the hood of your car working, you can't use soap and water to wash it off. You've got to get you some gojo. And maybe you've been painting using an oil-based paint. If you have, you've got to get some kind of a thinner, a paint thinner, to wash that off. It's the same way with your clothes. Sometimes you get a stain on there, and the wife said, that's all right, I'll put her in the washer. At other times, she'll say, oh, no, that don't just wash out. We'll have to take it to the cleaners, and they'll have to do something to, to get it out. Determining whatever the spot and the, and the stain is, that determines the agent. And can I say to you tonight that our sins are so dark and so soiled and so deeply stained within us that there is no agency known to man in this world that can ever begin to scrub it away or even cause it to fade. We have to bring it to God. As the songwriter said, what can... Oh, it's almost as if it's a word of despair. What can wash away my sin? I'm sure David felt that. What can wash away this iniquity? What can wash away this sin? Oh, he hurries on to say, nothing, nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank God, what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing. Thank God but the blood of Jesus. And oh, how deep the stain of sin was to my soul. But I'm glad for a fountain that washed it white as snow 30-some years ago. Aren't you glad that you can bring your condition to God and He can cleanse? And the Scripture said He cleanseth, which is an imperfect tense in the Greek, which means He is constantly washing and bathing us from our iniquity. I don't know about you, but when I look over my life and my past, I'm glad that there's hope in a cleansing agent called the blood of Christ to wash away my sin. He brought his present condition. Oh, he's taking care of the physical, but he knows only God can take care of the spiritual. So he brings his present condition unto the Lord in this bathing. But secondly, I want you to notice that in this bathing experience of worship, not only does David present Uh, bring his present condition and render it unto the Lord, or render his present condition unto the Lord. But secondly, he releases his past in this bathing experience of worship. He releases his past. Now, again, I'm glad for the modern ways of uh, taking care of the physical. I'm glad, especially for what's called indoor plumbing. (laughs) You say, why? Because you see, with the modern technology of indoor plumbing, you don't ever have to see the grime and the dirt that is washed 
from your body. Because there's a little hole there that's called a dream, and it will wash whatever that day's soils and stains. It'll wash them, but thank God it washes them away. Amen. <laughs> that's the purpose of a bath. It is to wash it away. Why? Because you don't want to see all of that. I don't envy the plumbers. Because I don't want to look at anybody else's mess. I don't even want to look at my own. I'm glad he washed I'm glad that you, you, can, you can wash the physical away. You don't go in and take a shower, plug up the tub, and save the water. And then the next day, save the water. And the next day, save the water. And the next day, for two or three weeks, you just save all of that. You're just so proud. Look at all that come off of me. And then when your friends come over, you take them all into the bathroom. And you say, well, why don't you look at what was all over me? This is three weeks' worth of stain and dirt and stink. Hold your nose. That over there is where I worked in the garden. Now I worked on, the, see that oily film? I worked on the car there. No, you don't do that. As a matter of fact, when you get done taking a shower, a lot of times your wife will ask you, did you wipe the tub out? Because she don't want to see none of that stuff you left behind. And you don't want to see it. Thank God the next time you go in there, you don't even want to be reminded of yesterday's crud. It's gone. It's gone. So it is when it comes to the spiritual, when we come into the presence of the Lord in this bathing experience of worship, I'm glad that the Lord washes our sins away. The songwriter again said, You ask me why I'm happy. I'll just tell you why my sins are gone. They're underneath the blood on the cross of Calvary. As far removed as darkness is from dawn. Thank God. Hallelujah. I'm glad the old nastiness of my sins are gone. You'd be amazed at how many people that cannot release their past. They have come to Christ. They have come to an altar, but somehow they still carry the load and the guilt of the stain of sin. David can't afford to continue on with this. He has an ugly uh, load of guilt and sin. It stinks to the highest heaven. It's got to be washed away if he is to move on. So it is with your sin and my sin. Thank God. There can be that time of releasing of which the smell and the filth and the stench as God pulls His heavenly plug and washes our sins away, never to be reminded of them again because, because they are gone. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm leery. A lot of times we will hear, and I know that it's not all this way, but we'll hear of some uh, movie star or some sports figure that supposedly has gotten right with God, and they'll have them on in some big crusade to testify. They ain't been saved, you know, supposedly a month, they're going to testify. And what they want to do is they want to get out and testify and then go write a book about all the dirt and the filth and the grime of their past. 
Well, honey, I ain't interested in all that. I don't want to smell it. Right, man. Huh? Yes. No, I know, I know. We all have a testimony. My testimony is I was lost, and God saved me. I'm glad that He did. And I know the Apostle Paul testified of how God saved him, but honey, he didn't, he didn't write the whole story, the gory story on how many heads he had cut off and how many people he had stabbed and all that other stuff. He just said, I was chiefest of sinners. All I'm interested in you knowing tonight, and all you need to know is I had plenty of sin, but they're gone. And I ain't saved none of them for you to look at. Because I didn't feel like you'd be interested in it. Nothing like a good old bath to wash away the stain of sin. Isn't that right? Ah, he has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west, the scripture said. I'm, I'm glad they're gone. So David, in this bathing experience of worship, he renders unto God his present condition, and then he releases his past. He's got to turn that loose. Let it go. Wash away all of that so that there's no reminder of it. But the last thing that I would say to you in this, in this bathing experience of worship, I believe that David also refreshed his future. Well, ain't that what a bath's all about? You've been out sweating and working and all the film and grime and dust and dirt of the day. You come home and I'll tell you the first thing you do is you get in that shower and you just wash all that off and somehow when you come out you just feel refreshed. You ever notice them little kids, back to them little kids, you know, they've been out playing all day in the dirt and sandbox and everything, worn out. Have you noticed how you can put them in that tub and bathe them down? They won't hardly even give you time to, to dry them off. They come out of there with new vigor. And I'll tell you, they just, just got a new spring in the step. And, and Ellis grab the towel before you get a chance to dry them off and run through the house like Superman or Batman. They just, they just I'll tell you, got new energy. So it is in the spiritual realm. I tell you, sin will drag you down and the smell and the stench of sin will just hold you back. And I tell you, it just destroys your countenance. But there's nothing like going into the presence of the Lord and saying, Lord of sin, and I just brought it to you and would you wash me down, cleanse me from all this mess so I can get away from all this smell and I, I can have a new day before me. <laughs> huh? That's why people sing in the shower. <laughs> you can get a new song in there. Just scrubbing down, getting rid of the old. Just makes you feel good, doesn't it? The old commercial says you're not clean unless you're zest fully clean. There's just something about it. It puts a new zest in your soul because you've been worshiping God. Have you noticed that? In the midst of an old-fashioned service and the Holy Ghost comes down. I tell you, it might have been quiet and stale for a while, but honey, there comes a buzz over that congregation and you leave out with a refreshingness in your soul because you've been washed. You've been cleansed in the presence of God. You are refreshed. I can't, it, it's just like it gives you a new confidence. New confidence. There's just something about that. 
You know, the last thing that Esther and I do before we leave the uh, motel, go on to church for the meeting, we get before that mirror. You know, you've showered and shaved and everything, and she's fixed her hair. Get before that mirror, and then the real test is she'll look at me and she'll say, Well, you got a little string right there, your hair's sticking up in the back, and she'll lick it down for me. And, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, she'll say, You know, fix this and fix that. And, and then she'll say, That looks good. She'll say, Well, what about me? Do I look all right? So, yeah, well, let me get that string off from you right there. Or maybe it's snowing down south a little bit. You ladies know what that's all about. And, and uh, she'll say, well, any gaps in the back of my hair? No, it looks good, you know. And you just, you go through all of that. And then, then after you went through all of that, and you leave the motel, honey, you just feel confident. I mean, you bathed, you shaved, I mean, you perfumed up, you've been examined, and here you pass the test, and you just feel good all over. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing that will destroy your confidence as bad as being a preacher standing up here and your wife's giving you sign language. It's something's wrong. When she does that, I just lock up and the sermon sits down. I just get real stiff because I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I've never learned to read that sign language. But the thing about it is, after you've done all of that, you have this confidence about you that you've bathed, you've cleaned, and I tell you, you've been checked, and, and if, if anybody stinks tonight, it ain't me. Because I've been checked. I mean, it's just a terrible thing to be in the midst of a bunch of people and somebody say, what's that smell you think? Huh? <laughs> huh? So it is spiritually. Not only is it possible for you to bring a stench physically, but spiritually you can do that. And you've got to get into the presence of God and let Him wash you down so you can have that confidence that you are clean and you can face the tomorrow. Amen. Because you have been cleansed. Charles Wesley said he breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avails for me. Now, I want to read Psalm chapter number 51 in closing because I believe that this, this is what David said when he... I believe this psalm was prayed in verse number 20. What I do is, why would he wait? If he has confessed his sin, why, why would he wait to a later date to do this? Notice what he is concerned with in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Verse 7, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 10, Create within me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. It sounds to me like David's concerned with a spiritual uncleanness. And I think this is the prayer that he prayed as he 
as he brought and presented his present condition, rendered his present condition unto God, as he released his past, and I tell you, as he refreshed his future, he did it all in the presence of God as God washed and bathed him down. I used to listen to J. Vernon McGee preach, and he was my favorite radio preacher. Somebody asked me why. I said, well, after 30 minutes of listening to him, I felt like I had taken a bath. And I tell you, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned service where you can come to this altar and just bring what you are and just feel God washing you down and washing away and getting up off your knees and leaving out with a song in your heart because you're zestfully clean. The songwriter said, There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood, washed all their sins away. And the dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. My mother left when I was a year and a half old. Dad was an alcoholic, and that's that's the environment that we youngins lived in and I was the youngest and there was there was no mama uh, we just best I could tell you was we survived and uh, I can never never remember the Bible being open never remember a prayer being prayed all of that <clears throat> but I remember when I was six years old in the first grade my teacher came to me and she said, Dana, you're going to have to go home and take a bath. And I remember uh, making my way to my house. I had to walk from the school, which is up on a hill, down, across the road, and back up another hill. Bunker Hill, they called it. My sister happened to be home for some reason. She's probably about... 12 years old and she got out the old galvanized tub and put some water in it and she washed me down. And then I made my way back to school. I thought about that. There was a day in my life when I was sent away for being unclean. But the thing that thrilled my soul is never again. How many are going to leave this world and face God in the uncleanness of their soul? And you say, but preacher, I'm a pretty good fellow. The Bible said, all your righteousness is filthy rags. And nobody's going to get into heaven but what has been fully cleansed. There'll be no stains and spots and, and uh, stench in glory. And how many are going to face God and be sent away because they are unclean? But honey, 30, almost 33 years ago, I got into a fountain that washed me forever. And I will not be sent away. 
The bathing experience of worship.